the Burt Show. I'm not being dramatic when I say to you that is one of the most painful things I've ever done on the radio. <laughs> it, it was certainly painful. <laughs> so, Kristen, you want to give him the recap here real quick? No, you can, there, okay. frozen right. buddy. Um, I, <laughs> sincerely, can you, do you have fin- um, feeling in all your fingers? No, yet? I mean, not at all. About three of them I'm still waiting <laughs> on as we speak. And I, I did look up... Um, the effects of hypothermia and how long before you get hypothermia, <laughs> right. which Mo pointed out. After. After. After we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But that's what happens when your body temperature drops below 35 degrees Celsius, but it takes around 30 minutes to okay. develop. Oh, so, okay. Hey, let's go back out. <laughs> let's go finish. <laughs> Round two. Yes. I'm glad that WebMD cleared y'all. <laughs> so uh, if you missed it a couple of minutes ago, um, Mo and I went downstairs because we were chosen to to answer a series of pop culture questions. Whoever got it wrong uh, had to strip off another piece of clothing. And it's literally, what, two degrees outside? Um, it feels like two degrees. It it's like currently two. 13 degrees here, but with the wind chill, it feels like two degrees. So Mo won. There were no winners here. No. No. Not at all. Uh, I had to go strip down all the way to my underwear. And seriously, I do not have the feeling back in my fingers yet. <laughs> I I'd literally, I don't know what it is about my right hand, but I can't feel any of my fingers on my right hand. Just the, the tips or the fingers? Um, two of them is the entire fingers. Oh, wow. And then the other one's just the tip. For me, it's just a tip, as you probably are going to see later on. It's really all I have left is just a tip so, so in that cold weather. Bert's got on one snow glove. You yeah. look like uh, snow ski Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the two fingers I can't feel are on this hand, so I'm just going to do the segment in this glove. I totally understand. Um, by the way, Tommy said the Facebook Live video is incredible. Is it? So if okay. you want to see the two of you stripped down in what feels like two degrees, weather, you can go to the Burr Show's Facebook page. Yeah, you guys better watch that and give us downloads and ratings on that. <laughs> Please. Okay. Uh, why did you go shoes first? Yes. I will always wonder that. Your heat escapes from the top in the bottom. And, and then you took off your hat early. I don't know. I'm from San Diego. <laughs> what kind of strategy What do I know that? about cold? There man. was none. I see. <laughs> it was clearly a bad idea. Okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Aaron here. Uh, Kristen, will you please take it from here? Yeah, I will gladly take it from here. All right, so um, Aaron is part of a friend group and all of a sudden they started ghosting her and she wants to know she wants to know why. So hey Aaron, welcome to the Burt show. Thanks for joining us. Um, what's going hey. on with your friend group and why are you concerned they're trying to like kick you out? Well, I mean, I don't know if I can just like back it up a little bit. Um, but you know, it's a new group of friends and mm-hmm. basically I was invited to hang out with them. Um, one night, uh, you know, by one of the girls in the group and she and I met at my job. I work at a restaurant and this one girl, Amanda, she's one of the regulars. And so, you know, she'd sit at the bar and after work, we'd get to know each other and just we became friends. And it was really cool when you can click with another chick because, you know, women need women. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she also thought that I would get along with her friends. So she invited me to hang out with them. And. I don't know, we'd have girls night or they'd have girls night and then I would join like, you know, once a week over the summer for about four to five weeks in a row and I would be invited and I actually had fun. And yes, it felt like I was the new girl in the group, but, um, you know, I did get along with everybody and well, get this, none of them have called, texted or invited me to join them since August. Oh, wow. Since August. And, you know, my original friend, Amanda, who I met at the bar at, the, at my restaurant, you know, I, I've not heard from her, too. And I've just been too prideful to reach out to them or try to invite myself to hang out with them. And I don't know. Recently, I've been thinking about how I don't have a lot of girlfriends. And I don't know if there's something about me or other people you know, that people don't like or other people don't like. I just, I'd really love to know what I did to turn them off to not wanting to be friends with me. Okay, so we always default, we always default to like worst case scenario. Like you're offended, they're not invited. Is there a possibility that because you're the new girl that they accidentally left you off these group texts? That doesn't happen. No. I'm just trying, you guys. Well, I know, I appreciate you trying, but that that, that doesn't happen. Okay. Um, especially the fact that um, Amanda's no longer frequenting the restaurant bar that she works right. at. Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you think it was anything that happened during the last time that you hung out with this friend group? Did anything weird happen? Because I'm sure you've ran over that like a million times in your head. 
I have played that film a million times for sure. I no, I mean, no, I mean, maybe. I mean, like I said, I'm the new girl, so I'm not probably as assertive and like cracking jokes the same way. They have a history that Mm -hmm. you know I'll never be able to catch up to. But no, I've gone over everything. I don't think I'm too wacky. <laughs> too wacky. Yeah, there's there's nothing over the course of the last three minutes that felt wacky to me. Um, could it could it be uh maybe one girl instead of looking at it as a group, maybe yeah. you had a moment with like one mm. who kind of then told the rest of the group to stay away? Ah. That doesn't no, I mean I I'd, I'd written Amanda to just be like, Thank you so much. Like I didn't exchanged, you know, um, phone numbers with too, you know, too many of the other girls. And the only person I wrote was just Amanda, just to be like, thank you so much. And, you know, I kept thanking her and just saying, like, I was just having a great time and I'm really grateful. But that's it. I wasn't like, I'm wearing what you're wearing now. Okay. So um, we don't have to play games here because our studio director, Tommy, reached out to Amanda. Uh, And Tommy, you... You got response, correct? Correct. Okay. So, hey, Oh, my gosh. By the end of the next segment, Tommy, will Aaron here have closure? We shall see. No, I see, Jerry, yes or no. It's a we shall see. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I read I ahead. You. It's a yes. I told, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I told, I told you guys earlier he was mean, right? <laughs> next. The Bird Show. If you got a friend group and there's just one person in there that doesn't get along with the latest member of that friend group, it can ruin the entire chemistry of, of the group, right? It throws off the whole vibe. And so if, if someone comes in and it shakes things up, you might want to <coughs> kick them out. So Erin is on the phone with us right now. Uh, she called us and emailed us the other day and said that she's part of like this new friend group and... Things seem to have been going fine, but all of a sudden, like, they're, everybody's leaving her off of the group tag. She hasn't been invited to anything. Am I missing anything? N- no, I mean, uh, it sounds like she thought that she was really gelling well with the group. They would hang out for four or five different weeks in a row, and she's like, hey, I really like these girls. They're so fun. And then all of a sudden, August leaves, and she's not getting the invite anymore, so she wants to know if she did anything to make them be turned off by her. Yeah, and I mean, um, just... It doesn't matter the the sex. It's hard to make friends when you're older uh-huh. and as an adult. And, you know, for for women, I think it's especially hard. And so for her to have found this girlfriend group and feel like she, you know, got included and then all of a sudden to feel excommunicated and cut off and ghosted and have no idea why, that would be perplexing because she hasn't seen any of these girls or hung out with them since August. And then the girl she originally met, Amanda, has ghosted and hasn't come back to the restaurant or bar she works at. So she has no clue why she's not in the mix anymore. All right, Aaron, so we reached out to Amanda, uh, our studio director, Tommy, did, and he'll give you uh, exactly what she said here in just one second. But you can't you can't pinpoint one conversation, any tension at all with any of the other girls in the group at all. No, I, I promise, because, like, I've racked my brain, absolutely. And, and it kind of kills me when I hear people talk about being ghosted. And then they're like, no, I didn't do anything. And then the other person comes on and is like, yeah, you murdered somebody or something and and I'm like I've been racking my brain like did I do something but no I really really cannot imagine what I did or said or I don't know nothing honestly well I certainly hope you didn't murder somebody (laughs) (laughs) start with that that was a dramatic comparison (laughs) yeah I kind of took it to extremes there hey Tommy this is a lengthy conversation you had with Amanda Um, would you like Abby or myself to play the part of Amanda you can play Amanda. Okay. And uh, you probably won't like Amanda by the end of this. Uh, okay. And, it, and it's not, and it's nothing that Aaron did, but it's just who she is. You're not going <laughs> to like the friend group by the end of this. So I reached out to Amanda. I explained I'm calling from the Bird Show. Former friend of hers contacted us. Was hoping we could get some info from her. And Amanda said, who's the friend? What kind of info would I even have? And I said, remember Aaron. She worked at, and I put in the restaurant name. And she said, of course I do. Oh, wait, sorry, Chris. No, you're going, you're fine. Kristen as Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I do. Mm. And I'm like her already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she said that she hasn't seen you at the restaurant much, and she also said that she had enjoyed hanging out with a friend group over the summer. 
Okay, but what info do I have that she would want? Well, she is a bit curious as to why she stopped being included in your weekly girls' nights. She also was curious if the same reason may be why she hasn't seen you at the restaurant. Oh, well, it's not intentional or anything. Life's just been busy, you know. And uh, the girls' nights just kind of started to evolve into something else. You know, new places, different vibes. Well, Erin is a bit curious why she wasn't included in the new places and different vibes. She's wondering if there's something she might have done or said to upset the group. It's really nothing personal. We've just been into these upscale places lately. Mm. No hard feelings or anything, just different preferences. I'm still not sure she would understand why she was no longer included. She really enjoyed hanging out with everyone. I get it. It's just that sometimes the group dynamics shift, you know? People have different schedules, preferences, and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure that explains much. It's fine if you all didn't enjoy hanging out with her. She's just hoping for some understanding about what she may have done or didn't do, etc. All right, Aaron, I need you to brace yourself, okay? Okay. Ugh. Tell Aaron I appreciate her for reaching out. It's not personal, really. It's just the group can be a bit snobby sometimes. They like fancier places, and Aaron didn't seem to really fit in with some of those places. Also, what? there were times she had to join us after work, and, you know, she'd look a bit worn out, smelling like the restaurant. The girls just wanted uh, a different group vibe than what Aaron brought to the group. I'm sorry. I know that is awful. Yeah, it is. I just want to say grilled cheese smells awesome. <laughs> so uh, I said, got it. Aaron just wanted to understand. Yikes. I feel bad, you know? I've known them for years, and they can be a bit judgmental. Aaron got caught in the crossfire, and I should have handled it better. I'm sorry if it hurt her feelings. Maybe she'd want to hang out with just me sometime. Yeah. And I said, I'll extend the offer to her. Thanks, Amanda. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so your thoughts before, I got a thought here, too. But uh, what do you got? What are you thinking? I'm so, I'm my jaw is on the ground. I work so hard and I'm sorry if I smell like a restaurant and, and olive juice and bacon and grilled cheese and all of that. And I, I, oh my gosh, I'm so hurt. So I'm just not upscale enough for them. Yeah, this is, super, um, this is super crappy. And I will say this about Amanda also. And I really, really believe yeah. this. That you are a product of the five people that you hang out with most. Mm -hmm. right? You look around at that group, and that is you. So yeah. if Amanda is hanging out with people like this that will not accept you because you're a hardworking woman, and you've joined them late because you've gone to work straight to hang out with them, and it's not at their level, I'm just going to draw the conclusion that she's one of them also. So I don't know how friendly you want to be with her. <laughs> Aaron, do you even keep in contact with Amanda outside of this group? Like, do you have any kind of rapport with her? Or were you just hanging out with her when you were with this group? I wouldn't, she, like, you know, she'd come into where I work, and then she invited me only to the friend group. Like, we didn't hang out one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, Aaron, I, this girl doesn't sound like she's going to be a real friend for you. And I think it's better that you cut your losses now because the last thing you want to do is get involved with someone who is going to be as heartless as she's already been to you once you guys actually get into a real friendship. So I, I think you're better off without her. Yeah. You know what? I I mean, as much as this stings because, you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to work and, you know, keep yeah. the roof over my head. I just, you're right. I don't need people like that. No. I don't need, I don't want people like that. And, and it, but it helps to really know what's going on. So I really appreciate. Hey, and hang on the line because Abby started a new girl gang and we can uh -huh. send you information. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come hang out. We're going, we're going to get gelato next weekend. <laughs> hey, Aaron, oh I, I, All right, deal. I do want you to walk away from this not feeling really, really bad about this. And don't take it personally. This is not a you thing. This is the five crappy girls. Um, sometimes people suck. And because you're hardworking and they feel like you're somehow some way beneath you, that is not about you. That is their problem. And it is not your responsibility to take that opinion on. All right. You're awesome. 
<laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Honestly, it really, it really makes this all makes sense now. Okay. Cut ties with them all. They are yeah. not better than you. 100%. And I love the smell and of bacon. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> the Burt Show. I have a question I want to throw at Kristen here this morning. And I want total and complete honesty, please. Okay. So an interesting thing happened about a week and a half, two weeks ago. We're in studio here. And there's a little backstory I'm going to have to get to in a minute. But interesting thing happened about a week and a half ago. I was talking in studio about being super, super excited about crossing something off of my bucket list. Uh Uh-huh. And that bucket list is going to see the Northern Lights. Uh Uh-huh. Been on there for the longest time. I, I will, I don't cry. I will cry under those lights. Like a little bitch. Like a little astronomical bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So as I'm talking about it in studio and I'm saying, ah, you know, because it's kind of complicated. The atmosphere has to be like just right. And this year, apparently this year, they're supposed to be epic. And like they won't be as epic as they are this year for like another 11 years. This is supposed to be something special. Most articles that I'm reading basically say that. I'm too stupid to understand exactly why, but the bottom line is exactly what Kristen is saying. Like, if you want to see the Northern Lights, this is the year to do it. So, you know, I got a little extra time on my hands these days. So, um, I started looking around and uh, Norway came up and Finland came up and Iceland came up and Alaska came up and I'm in here kind of detailing and being all excited about it and Kristen throws out, hey, Maybe Bart and I can go with you. No, I said, because you're, you went on your safari in South Africa, which is also on my bucket list. And now you're going to go see the Northern Lights, which is also on my bucket list. And I'm like, stop stealing my bucket list. But those are very common things. I think there are a lot of, on a lot of people's bucket lists. And when I said that, I was like, I, that would be a dream to go see the Northern Lights. And I 100%. Bart and I would go with you to do this. Okay, now this is a shocking revelation. We've come a long way. We're going to go back a decade now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now we're going back a decade, and I never thought this was ever going to be on the table. Kristen and I are at a morning show convention. (laughs) You will never forget this. (laughs) Well, I'm about to forget it because we have evolved clearly. I don't know what has happened. Uh Um, But we're at a radio convention. Kristen and I are sitting in the audience and we're watching all these morning shows that are up on stage, right? And one of these shows is so close. There's Miguel that, and Holly. Was that who it was? It was Miguel and Holly, oh, yes. I love them. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. I thought it was uh, our West Palm friends, Kevin and Alston, but no. It may, it may be Kevin okay. and Virginia. Whatever. But so they're so close that they're talking about like how they hang out with each other all the time and how they even go on vacations together. And I said to Kristen, oh, my God, that would be so fun. We should go on vacations together. And she goes, I would never go on vacation with you. <laughs> she, she I didn't even not, take a second to think I about it. Did not say, I, I was did, so hurt. I did not say it like that. That's how I remember it. Here's how I remember it. Um, so, But I do remember this moment. We were sitting in one of the ballrooms, and we're in our chairs watching the panel. Maybe it was Kevin Virginia. Maybe it was Miguel and Holly. But they talked about going on vacation together. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, could you imagine? Because, I mean, we spend, we spend so much time together, right? And it's good to have a break and come back and feel refreshed. And then as I'm thinking of that, Bert leans over. And there's still, like, the panel's going on. And he goes, he goes wouldn't it be so cool if we went on vacation together? And I'm, I'm like, have you lost your mind? I was so excited about the idea. And then when I, I was like, I was like, absolutely not. He looked so hurt. so hurt and so dejected. Oh. And I was like, oh, he, he, he really wanted... Serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he was serious. He wasn't a joke. He was serious. And I was like, yeah. No, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. It was so quiet in this seminar. All you could hear was, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so when she made that suggestion a week and a half ago... I, a, I was floored. Yeah, I saw you, your face of shock, yes. Because I love you and I love Bart, right? Uh, love you too. And there are very few people that I would consider uh, travel friendly. Yep. And you guys would be awesome, right? I, and you would be phenomenal. It's so funny you're bringing... We talked about it this past weekend. Who did? Bart and I. This was my question. Okay. So... <laughs> 
because I'm so super excited about it that I immediately start going online. I'm looking yep. up. Uh, I'm, I hit my travel agent up. I hit my business uh, manager up also. And I'm already picking cities for all of us to go to. I've been sending them emails of all the cool things we can do uh, when the stars are now. We're going to go dog sledding. Dude, there's one place. That I, did you read the email last night? No, no, I haven't read the one from last night. There is one place that is so You've fu- sent a lot. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> He'd been waiting a decade. <laughs> <laughs> this mofo reads no emails. But when it comes to a vacation, <laughs> let me tell you, I've got like 20 of these bad boys. So the place that I sent you last night to consider is one of the most northern places in Finland. It is dark 24 hours a day. You are almost assured to see the northern lights, except it is so remote that when you go out at night, yeah. like dog sledding and stuff, you have to go with a guide that has a loaded gun because there are so many polar bears in the area. Oh, okay. That's neat. That's so fun to be. That excites me. Yeah. Right? Okay. But I didn't know if that was going to be too ambitious That's for That's a little ambitious for okay. me. <laughs> Is there like a Four Seasons chicken stand? <laughs> well, the hotels in the middle there are really yeah. freaking nice. And they're cheap. Mm-hmm. They're you're, cheap like, compared to the U.S. You're basically staying like in a fancy igloo, and that's completely mm. see-through. So as you're laying there amongst the wilderness, you just look up, and you just see the green northern lights. And so the polar the, bears coming at you. Right right here. <laughs> the advice that I have gotten from people uh, about going to see the northern lights is a lot of times you'll stay in a major city, um, and... When the northern lights, because they can happen like in 10 minutes. They're there and then they're gone. So if you're staying in a city that's 15 minutes away from a rural area, by the time they signal you at the hotel to tell you that the northern lights are out, the northern lights are out, you get in your shuttle and you go to see them, they're gone. So the advice that I have received is stay at a place that's under the lights. And some of these places, oh, and I'm getting so excited. (laughs) Some of these places are like lodges, right? And they take turns staying up. So, like, They're on watch. you would have a shift, like, between 10 and midnight, and if the northern lights come out, I don't know, you're like a town crier. The northern lights are in! <laughs> the northern lights are in! <laughs> and then somebody else takes a shift over and over and over again. So... My question to you was, because there have been very, a lot of times over the course of the last decade where you break news on the show that Bart did not know about. So I was wondering if you had even circled him in on actually doing the trip. I did this past weekend. Okay. <laughs> so not when we initially had the conversation. And then I saw, like, you you got real serious real fast with, like, the stuff you were sending. Well, like, you kind of have to because yes. everybody that is into the Northern Lights has done a little bit of a Google search and they know yeah. this is the year to do it. Yeah. So... Places, even in September and October, are going fast. So there is something I have to run by you. And I don't know. I want you to be honest, okay? And if you want want to say no, by all means. Can I just sing this song before this happens? What? We're the three best friends. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a very lengthy discussion about this when we went away, right? And we were talking about like... Um, how we want to spend our money and travel and that, you know, yeah, we have a toddler now, but we want him to experience the world. And we, so, we're the four best friends. <laughs> what would you think about Jimmy coming? Well, that would change things. <laughs> I just don't know if the places that we're going to go to. That's what I'm thinking. And we're going to be there for six or seven days would be yeah. comfortable for him as a three-year-old. Because Bart is in, uh-huh. and Bart's down to bring Jimmy. If he wants to take care of I mean, we're going to be outside a lot in, like, the freezing cold. I and, know, and uh, that's yeah. why. And so we had the very, because I don't know, we live in a city where no family uh, resides. So we, I don't know if we could figure out who can watch Jimmy for an entire week while we did the Northern Lights. It would be a big ask. It would be a sure. huge ask. Or, and it's also a huge ask. I would never want to infringe, because mm-hmm. I know your vacation is gold bars. I would never want to infringe on your vacation by bringing a three-year-old. No, it, would, it wouldn't bother me at all. Okay. I mean, you're taking care of your own kid. Uh, well, and yes. I think it would be really, really cute, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so long as... I mean, I think Bart really has to take a look at the terrain we're going to be at. It's going to be like freaking cold. So a lot of the things that we'll be doing, you guys will have to cut short. But yeah, wouldn't yeah, the more the merrier. Okay, it would be it would be be undertaking, and that does change the vibe of the trip. But of course, you could like we don't have to spend every waking moment together. Uh Like we could do stuff with Jimmy or whatnot, and go to bed early, and you can do whatever. But um, no, I mean he's 
Bart's down. Bart's in. I'm, well, if it's I'm the more shocked. the merrier. My fam's in. We're okay. bringing the kids. You know where the Northern Lights are really, really nice, Cassie? The Florida Keys. Yeah. <laughs> you should go and check them out. I, I will. Thank you. I'll meet you guys there. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y, at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y, at adamneve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. The Burt Show. There are some situations that we debated where you're not exactly sure if you're supposed to leave a tip or not, right? Like if you're at Starbucks and they just give you coffee, are you supposed to leave a tip in a case like that? Yeah. You are. All right, just going back there, pouring up my cup of with Joe and then giving it to me. You're saying no. I, I've No, I don't go to Starbucks often, but I haven't left a tip when I did. I didn't know I should. Is it bad if I don't? I'm afraid to admit to it. Just did. <laughs> no, I mean, when they turn the screen around and it has the percentages, I always, you know, just because it's like, yeah. it, like it, in all sincerity, um, order a cappuccino somewhere. It, it's like it's like a dollar twenty five tip or something like that, and I'm like, oh, mm. it's fine. Kristen and I have a friend that when they turn that screen around, just uh, draws a penis. <laughs> and, I know who you're talking about. And the people think that he tipped, but he didn't. He just drew. A penis. <laughs> <laughs> not where I'm going with this, though. Okay. So tell me if this is appropriate or not, because this is not a situation that I've ever heard of before. I went shopping for my wedding dress like a week and a half ago, and I ended up finding my dress at the first store that I went to. When I went to go pay, they flipped their little iPad around and it asked for a tip. Huh? I, I did not expect to have to, like, tip buying a wedding dress so i'm just kind of like standing there trying to do math in my head because the dress is already expensive right and then like a 10 percent 10 percent on like a 1500 2000 dress is like another 200 dollars. so do women tip on wedding dresses so i found this out when i went wedding dress shopping with my friend and i was flabbergasted because we just went to like a normal wedding dress shop it wasn't like something crazy high in like kleinfeld and she got her dress and i think it was like a 600 hundred dollar dress or something and she came back with the receipt after buying it she goes you guys there was a 30 percent service charge oh so you're paying not only 600 dollars for this dress that you think you're getting a great deal on because it was it was like uh it wasn't consignment but it was like a like a sample sale and she was like I just paid nearly 50% just to buy my dress. What yeah, let me get phone number out real quick. If you're in this industry, is this, uh, is this becoming standard? one 855 Now, I mean, my husband and I have been together forever, but I just got married like six years ago. And that was not the case that I recall, or I may have, I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have missed that service charge on my receipt. But now it, that's getting to the point like, company pay your employees like they're supposed to get commission off the dresses from the company like that that's that's asinine to me is that how wedding dresses work like when you're in there and they're helping you they get a commission if you purchase the dress i thought i think it depends on on the store and how the store operates but tipping's out of control i just saw a story come out of the grocery checkout not like an instacart not delivery just regular checkout and they flip the screen for a tip based on the grocery bill all you got to do is draw a penis. What? Yep. I just, I, I'm with Kristen, like pay your employees yes. or roll the costs into the cost of the product because I think it's unfair to ask for a tip. I'll pay a higher cost if you need that to fund your employees. But let me draw two them. things together here because this sort of doesn't make any sense to me. If you're going to Starbucks yeah. and all they're doing is turning around. Well, I don't go there. I go to Dunkin', but whatever. Whatever you want to go. <laughs> uh, and they are turning around. They're filling your cup up with coffee and you're still giving them a tip. Now you walk into a place that's selling wedding dresses and there she is to help you out. She is listening to the style that you want. She's bringing you all sorts of dresses and stuff like that. And she's there while you're coming in and coming out of the dressing room. 
let's say you do purchase there, it makes sense to me, at least from the outside looking in, that you would tip on something like that. Well, I get I get what you're saying as far as like the input versus output and the the level of attention and detail and care. Um, but one's going to be a dollar and another's going to be like maybe a couple hundred dollars. And again, like I. I, I don't want to come down on the employees. I want to come down on these companies and these corporations. Like it, it should not be the consumer's responsibility. It should be your responsibility to pay your employees what they deserve to be paid. What do you think this is, Europe? It would be <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, this is real life and this is America. Okay. Hey, Janet, you own a bridal shop. Uh, yes, I do. In Charleston, South Carolina. All right. What's the name of it? A gown boutique of Charleston. All right, you better not say something stupid now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really putting myself out there. (laughs) All right, so what is the standard now for wedding? Are you supposed to tip? Well, you know what? Um, It's definitely been something that we've seen come up in the last, like, maybe two years. And honestly, at my store, we were having people wanting to tip my stylist but didn't have cash with them. So what we've done is we've just added it to like our, you know, our checkout, like Clover, whatever you use, like Square. And um, we have options of like other, or we have $50, 100 200 And honestly, my thought was, our girls spend two hours with these brides mm-hmm. and give them the most amazing service. And if I'm being asked to tip at my ice cream store where they're paid to scoop ice cream, I definitely think a two-hour like private experience where they are getting treated like a queen for a day is, is worth it. That does make some sense to me, but let's go ahead and let's argue Kristen's point that you should be paying your employees yeah. more right now rather than relying on the tips. Is that is yeah. that? Well, I definitely, they get paid and they get paid commission. She was right. I think it's more like this is just like an extra. They don't, they don't count on it for their, um, for their pay, but it's just like a thank you for, you know, they're going to stores where they're not even getting help putting in the dresses. And so it's just a thank you. We don't expect it at all. Like it's just there and there's like bypass it. We make it really like, Hey, don't worry. Just pass that. No worries. So we're not like expecting it, but it's just a nice thank you if someone wants to. All right. To, yeah, to me, that makes sense. If you just want to throw a little thank you their way. Like once if you, you had the most incredible experience ever. Yeah, yeah, once you say yes to the dress. For me, I think it's like Thanks, having Janet. having the tipping screen puts a pressure on yeah. you that you're supposed to. Whereas if I'm in a situation like that, I'll be like, what's your Venmo? And I'll Venmo you a tip. It just, it feels for me, and I can't argue, she's, she's the business owner. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. And it's a great idea. She's looking after her staff, but... For me, it's more like buying a six hundred to a thousand, whatever two thousand dollar wedding dress. I expect that service to be included in the product. That is part mm. of me going to you, and instead of ordering it for cheaper online somewhere where it'll just be shipped direct. I see. And then you're paying the seamstress, and you might be tipping on the tailoring on top of that. Whereas when I look at something like a food delivery service or coffee, I'm like, I could do this myself. I'm too lazy. I'm going to tip you because you are working a grueling job where people probably yell at you and you're probably making minimum wage or less if you're in the restaurant industry. So you know what? Let me try and make your day a little bit better. You just hit the nail on the head. Hey, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. What you got? So I personally have not been in this situation, but my mom owned her own bridal shop for many, 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 many years. She made wedding dresses. She sold pre-made dresses did alterations and I can personally say at 35 years old I have never seen anybody tip for a wedding dress service now the other thing too that there's two things number one credit card machines nowadays come standard with the tip option on them and you cannot take it off mm-hmm. there is no way to get rid of that option so a lot of these places that you go you're like why am I having to tip it's not necessarily you're having to tip it's just they can't take that option off their credit card machine I see. I gotcha. All right. I appreciate you calling. What a great call. If you do want to tip, just just a heads up to all the listeners, don't tip on your credit card. I don't care whether you're at a restaurant, Mm -hmm. whether you are getting service somewhere else, do not tip on your credit card because that server, the person who's giving you services, they ultimately get taxed on that. Gotcha. Whereas cash, Venmo, uh, cash app, they're not going to get taxed on that. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Yep. The Bird Show. All right, Katie. So the question here, our producer Katie, moving on, um, is how long do you give somebody if you are attracted to them? 
But the chemistry, there's just something off. Do you give them a second date, a third date, a fourth date? How long do you go? And that's what I'm trying to figure out because let my friends tell it, I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, and there's something wrong with me in this scenario. But typically when it, for me, when I start dating a woman, based off of that first date, I can tell, okay, this is a woman who I actually want to date seriously or take this further. Majority of the time. There's only been about two instances where this was different and I had to develop a friendship first before actually becoming attracted to the woman that I ended up dating. But I can tell because the first date in lesbian world is about six hours already. It's a full day. And then you move yeah. in with each other after Basically, the date. Right. You know, that's the whole U-Haul stereotype. Like, that's that's why you know, because you spend so much time together. However, there's this woman who has come into my life, and I'm trying to figure out what do I do about this? Because on paper, she's great. You know, she has her life together. She's funny. We can talk for hours on the phone, like on paper, she is great. But I don't know why there's a part of me that's like, eh, do I give her a chance or do I not? Now, mind you, we've only gone on two dates. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just two dates. And I'm trying to figure out, should I go for a third and see <laughs> if, okay, now we're starting to build something Yeah. or just say, eh, it's not going to work out. My friends think that I should go for a third date because they really like her. They're like, oh, she's great. You should, you should, she's good for you, Katie. You need one that's good for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laugh, Mo. I'm sorry. Don't you laugh. <laughs> I, I hate it when my friends want the best for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want the bad women. Yeah, you do. You always do. Yeah. What was your advice to her? I don't know if I gave you advice on this situation, did I? Uh, I can't. It's it's um. Well, clearly it's the it wasn't good. It's the no, 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 I got I got to tell you who yeah, she is. I so I got to use the nickname, the horsewoman. Oh, okay. I'm back now. Why'd oh, you put in one of those bridal things? Uh, <laughs> 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 <A> little freak. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> no. I I I don't I don't know too much about her though, but I do know um. Y'all seem to have some type of connection enough to where, like, even when y'all go separate ways into each other's lives, y'all somehow end up back together. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to that. But if you're, to me, if you are in the situation that Katie is in where you don't feel like a natural pull to this person, some kind of fire, and you somewhat feel like you're forcing it, I always feel like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Do not go on this third date. Because I've been in your position a thousand times where I've been on in front of a guy and I'm thinking the same thing as you. Oh, he's great. He has a good job. You know, objectively, he's like a cute guy and like he's not atrocious in the personality department. So maybe if I just keep going out with him, I'll eventually see feel something. And after that second date, I have never seen any kind of change from mm -hmm. that first impression. The first two dates are always kind of the first two where you're feeling them out. Maybe they're a little nervous on the first First date, so they open up more on the second date, and that's when you start to see more of their personality. The third day, uh, that's when they think, "Oh, this girl must like me because mm -hmm. we've been out three times." So, honestly, I think you're going to put yourself in a difficult position if you choose to go out on this third date. If you don't feel it now, you're not going to feel it later. Okay, so does alcohol play a role in this though? Because the reason why I <laughs> feel kind of somewhat like this is because the first two dates we were lit. Like mm -hmm. I haven't had a sober date with her. And that's what I was thinking about. So oh. you didn't even you didn't even like her drunk. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she was a good time. She did like I think I'm with these guys, man. Three two and out, I think. Mm -hmm. But but the alcohol thing, like you don't really know. Was it a you, date or a group hang? No, it was a date. It was a date. Mm -hmm. And y'all both just got like the the first one was a group hang, the second one was like the actual one on one. Did you actually both show up drunk? I mean, there had to be some kind of sober time between the two of you guys. Or I mean, she might have been. I was like, <laughs> 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 I think Katie left from hanging out with me one of those. <laughs> it wasn't no sober time. Yeah, I always felt like the first one, you got to put, there's so much pressure yeah. on that first date and you're so tense that your real personality's not there. So if there was just like a light of something, I would give it a second date. But on that second date, if there's, if it's not there, it's not going to be there on the third date. If you're not feeling a little something, something while you're drunk, you're not going to feel a little something, <laughs> something while you're sober. Let me tell you that. Okay, okay. let's do this fair. really quick. All right, so Cassie, the first, date with your husband and I know you all like work together etc but the first date with your now husband can you put into words looking back now like 
yeah, that this was this was special. This was different. Yeah, there was a connection. It was a disaster of a date. Um, but we had a really good connection and we ended up just sitting on a curb in a random neighborhood talking for like 40 minutes sober. So yeah, it was, there was a connection there. And, and then for my husband and I looking back, like on that first date, um, went out to dinner. I got hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Made him go to Kroger to find me Grater's ice cream. We go back to my house and then he leaves and I will never forget that kiss at the front door. And it was like, it was magical. No, and you, like, you know. You and your girl? It was one of a kind. Like I knew immediately. It was a connection that I, it was undeniable. I even tried to deny it, but couldn't. <laughs> Booter! All right. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. This reality tea might be more scalding than the Vanderpump Rules scandal ball. Ooh, Burt and Moe need it because they're so cold. <laughs> Can you feel your fingers yet, by the way? Yes. Yeah. All extremities have blood in them now. <laughs> if you missed us earlier this morning, I don't even want to explain. You want to explain? I'm tired. Um, <laughs> um, Burt and Moe were outside taking their clothes off in one degree weather. Go to the Burt Show's Facebook page to check out why. Very good. For yeah. free? Very good. For free. <laughs> we should have done this on our OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a Burt Show's OnlyFans. Just kidding. Okay, so this story has had a complete chokehold on me since I found out about it. It's And it's not a completely new story. We've just gotten the full story from one of the people involved in it within the last week. So I'm talking about former bachelor Clayton Eckerd. And a while back, a woman was accusing him of knocking her up on a one night stand and that she was pregnant with twins. Oh, wow. And the whole world went, <gasps> what happened? That's enough. So that's a big one-night mm-hmm. stand. Yeah, it is. It's a That's big the one-night one. stand that keep going. Yeah. <laughs> That's an 18-year night stand. Yeah. So anyway. Hey, so- let me tell you, it doesn't stop after 18. <laughs> <laughs> At least 18 years. So he went on the Vile Files podcast, which is hosted by former Bachelor Nick Vile, and he went into full detail into what actually happened. Because I think people heard this and they were like, oh my gosh, Clayton, you can't abandon this woman who you knocked up. Well, according to him, he never knocked her up to begin with. So... He hooked up with a client that he was representing as a realtor. Like he was helping her sell her or purchase a home or sell her home. And I guess they were just texting and she invited herself over one night. They have an intimate experience. It wasn't an all the way experience, but it was an almost everything experience. An intimate experience is seeing you two in the sphere. Okay, that's an intimate experience. <laughs> this is straight up sex. Okay, can we talk? I don't, I, I don't know if there's kids in the car. You know, they, they didn't, they did not have sex. But an they, intimate experience is seeing John Mayer at a small club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Did they go to Bone Town? They did not go to Bone Town. Bone Town. How, how explicit can I be? Because I can be explicit. I just don't want the parents to DM me. So they did everything but. They did everything but. They okay. even got close to doing everything but physically, but there was no the hot in, dog in the, the hallway yes the hot dog mm. was not in the hallway <laughs> all, hallway <laughs> wow if you're a woman and that part is being referred to as a hallway <laughs> just for the record that's an insult yes what, what, what? And then gonna cut it. did the subway not enter the tunnel <gasps> a tunnel might be worse oh. <laughs> Cranny, a nook, if a you nook? will. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. The plane flew over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he texts her. And he, the next day, he's like, I'm so sorry. That was so unprofessional. It'll never happen again. And she didn't like that too much because then he, she started threatening to back out of this real estate deal if he didn't go on a date with her. He, oh. She's like, I can't be involved with you professionally if you won't date me. Like, it's like reverse me too. It's so weird. So then that didn't work out. And then she's like, well, I just want to let you know I'm pregnant and it could only be yours because I've only been with you. And he's like, the heck? So physically what had occurred, doctors are saying, would be completely impossible mm-hmm. in terms of resulting in a pregnancy. But gotcha. he's like, well, could have something have happened if something might have slipped <laughs> in some way. And so he's now kind of freaked out. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so anyway, he's like, well, okay, well, we need to do a paternity test. And she's like, well, we can't do that. Well, months pass. We can't do that. 
because they're twins. And I guess you can't do a paternity test if they're twins because somehow it'll harm the baby. So now it has turned into this massive legal battle that has supposedly cost him over $100,000 trying to A, prove that she's not pregnant and B, that he's not the father. People on Reddit are so fired up about this. They actually started a GoFundMe that raised almost $10,000 for his legal fees. Crazy. So I was wondering how I was going to work this into the show today and I'm glad you're talking about reality TV shows because I I have to mention this. Kristen, I was judging you so hard last night and I think maybe Abby also. So my friend Amy is in town right now and she is a big fan of the Real Housewives franchises. Uh. All of them. Which I gave up a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, did. yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, I like I cut them cold turkey. I haven't watched a Real Housewives episode in years. Are you watching? Um, I keep up with it when something big in pop culture happens. Okay. So her thing is she just loves all of them. In fact, she trolls them all online. This is like a busy business manager, but she gives them ass. She takes a lot of pride in them blocking her and everything. So she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's so into that. Um, so I watched... The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City mm. with Andy Cohen last night. I guess it's a reunion show or something. Oh, the yeah. reunions are where it's at. Like, that. that's where stuff really, like, S hits the fans. The woman's Super Bowl. It is. What a load of crap. It's pathetic. It is. What a load of crap. First of all, you got six. Have you watched any of these? No. You got seven women that are sitting in a studio that... Uh, they're unrecognizable because they have so much plastic surgery, but that's not even it. Uh-huh. The amount of bickering and fighting, literally I've had the same conversations when my kids were like nine and six <laughs> years old that Andy Cohen is having with these women on stage where one won't let the other one, you started, you started, you called me this, you called. I'm like, these are, I can understand it if it's a reality TV show that's surrounded around like 20-year-olds. The real world. Real world, road (laughs) rules challenge, where they're Mm -hmm. getting into that bitchy stuff because they're so young. These women are in their 40s and 50s, though. Yep. It was so pathetic. Grown women. The Salt Lake City ones are the most interesting because it's obviously in Utah, and there's one woman who's married to her grandfather. Yes, step-grandfather. Step-step-grandfather. Oh, that changes everything. (laughs) 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 Not weird at all. (laughs) For more stories, head to the Bird Show. Yeah. Head to the Bird Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Bird Show. Let me alleviate some fear for women that have dudes that are going on their bachelor party weekend or attending a bachelor party. I'm guessing in my lifetime, and I'm wondering if you've had the same experience. How many uh, bachelor parties have you been on? One. One. That's it. Okay. I'm a little older than you. Uh, and people know I like to Not drink. That much older? I, yeah, my friends, for some reason... The majority of my married friends that I could think of off the top of my head, they just didn't have bachelor parties. Yeah. Because they didn't want to or because uh-huh. the women they were marrying didn't want them to? The latter. Oh! Is that right? Uh-huh. Really? Well, I think that speaks volumes right there, mm-hmm. man. Are they all still together? Yeah, all but one. Huh. I've been to a dozen. <laughs> I'd say probably at least a dozen. Um, and to alleviate your fears, only one of them got out of hand. One was really nasty. Oof. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was really good. Bonus. It made up for the other 11 that were just fine. Right? Like, you know what? For me, a bachelor party, because I do go out with my friends quite a bit, went to bars, went to clubs and stuff like that, that to me is like a bachelor party. I mean, yeah. except you're doing it in a different city. Maybe you're going to a strip club for the night. But for the most part, they're pretty safe. So um, Jackson, our phone screener and producer, went to a bachelor party over the weekend. You got some tips. Yeah, and... Uh, this was actually an interesting situation where it was actually a joint bachelor-bachelorette party. Which, <gasps> I've always wanted to go on one of those. Right? It's like a new thing that people are doing, and I had no idea what to expect for the weekend. But I guess to alleviate any of the ladies, you know, or his uh, future wife's, you know, qualms that she might have had, it was like, put them together. That'll be fun. Um, Am I the only woman that's like, ugh? No, absolutely not. I would not want to do that. I had so much fun at my bachelorette party in Las Vegas. I did not want my future husband there. If there are 100 couples that are in front of us that did a couple's bachelor bachelorette party, 100 of them were suggested by the women. You think? 1,000%. Yes. Yes. Really? 10,000. A stadium oh. full of couples. You don't think no one, dude is no like, dude? hey, we should do this together. Not one man no, ever. No, man. I said that. Huh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and, I mean, in this situation, it kind of worked out a little better because the friend groups 
kind of knew each other for the most part. So it wasn't like this was the first time a lot of them were meeting each other. Like it was kind of the best case scenario you could have when you have two groups of them together. And I will say the weekend as a whole was, you know, I would say a resounding success, but there were a few qualms that I had with some of the ways that things were done that like, I feel like I could make some suggestions for, for the future. If you plan on doing this. Okay. Okay. So this is Jackson's must do, must not do for a joint bachelor, bachelorette party. How do you get five star review for a bachelor party from Jackson. So my (laughs) biggest issue that I had with the weekend is like, because we have two separate groups of people, I thought there was going to be a lot more intermingling between the two groups of the guys and girls. And that ended up not being the case. So one of the big events for the weekend was, I think the maid of honor planned like a beer Olympics type competition for everyone to do on Saturday. Of course the maid of honor did that. Right. Classic. And they had like a schedule and they built like this whole poster board with like, you know, who, who wins and loses that kind of thing. But they did it as guys versus girls. And immediately that caused, you know, competitive tensions to rise. And it kind of felt like there was some headbutting going on throughout the entirety of like all the competitions throughout the day. And that didn't lend really well to Mm -hmm. us all getting along and wanting to hang out together for the whole weekend. It altered the energy. It really did. Like it felt (laughs) like it was just like, it felt like I was on my, a normal bachelor party. And then there just happened to be like another group of girls there for the most part. And so I feel like a much better way would have been to do some sort of like randomized, you know, half and half for each team or like a draft kind of setup because that way you get a little bit of camaraderie with the other group and that would have helped I think a ton and I mean I don't know I didn't feel any necessarily tension but it made it so that things were very separated for the entirety of the weekend yeah it felt divisive exactly exactly Um, my second thing I guess this applies for joint bachelor bachelorette parties or if you're just having a, a single one don't put it in some remote location that's really hard to get to. Um, we were in Palm Springs, California, which is a beautiful place, mm-hmm. but getting there is a huge pain. The options are basically you fly into LA and you rent a car and you drive three and a half, four hours to get there, or you fly direct into Palm Springs, which is great, but the flights are like two to three times more expensive. And so that ended up being kind of an issue as well because then you have to coordinate who's flying and where, when are people getting in, who's, you know, managing cars and things like that. And or you just bite the bullet and you fly direct there and then you take an Uber, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that and that was something that I kind of had some problems with because I ended up just spending the extra money and I'll tell you it was not a cheap flight. No, I mean that's asking a lot of your guests. Like you want it should be a direct flight somewhere. Agreed. Agreed. That's reasonably priced. Right. And the last thing I'll say is if you have an Airbnb, our Airbnb was absolutely beautiful. It had a pool, hot tub, it had a pickleball court in it. It was incredible. But we had 21 people there and the house maybe fit 16. And so there was just not a ton of space for everyone with Mm. sleeping situations, bathroom situations, like the whole lot. And so just make sure you have enough room for all the guests. (laughs) Isn't that what your 20s is about? I feel like I'm past that. Like that was in college where you're splitting like eight people to a hotel room when I go on spring break. I feel like I'm at the point now where like I kind of want my own bed, you know? You need a Tempur-Pedic, boo. Not that. I don't want to share three guys to a pull-out couch. (laughs) I think I have a hot take right now on these um these group bachelorette bachelor bachelor parties um i'm gonna save it for tomorrow because i think you guys are gonna come down on me pretty hard oh it just reeks of controlling to me uh-huh oh we're gonna have the same hot take tomorrow we, you and you and i might yes okay all right i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> the bird show